Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. She bought me a quart of that ice cream. Of that ice cream. Yeah. I said, what the hell's the matter with you? I thought you could control yourself. You've been married to me for 15 years. You know I can't. Is Doctor now going to have to call her up and tell her she's the enabler? You are enabler. Stop bringing him quart of ice cream. He needs to lose 200 pounds. Well, Need to move to Houston. I'd rather die than move to Houston. Die! Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five Minute Delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do! You want a shot? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Football Friday! Welcome in. Bone is out today. Timmy Hall is with me. I wouldn't want any other person next to me other than you. For this kind of day. For this type of day. Right, man? Well, because you will understand my misery today. Yeah, I got you, you, you man. Will, you will get it. Because of the pit in my stomach started last night at about 8 o'clock. My Thanksgiving evening was ruined. Because <laughs> I was done with the meal. I had eaten much too much. The pie came out. And I passed on the Ooh, pie. Whoa! I passed. What? Because, because A, I'd, I'd overeaten. And B, because my nerves for the game tomorrow kicked in. I understand that. You know, it's it's okay if the nerves for the game kicked in. I, I will say, I was talking to somebody on on social media yesterday about how like the, the late night craving comes around, right? Because that's that's sad that the game took away... An American classic, which well, is having more Thanksgiving food. And this guy was saying to me that his whole family was mocking him and shaming him. And I said, what? I hope for what? I hope you walked tall through all of that shaming. You should be shaming them for mocking you to go get more Thanksgiving at 8 or 9 p.m. That's what the day is all about. You make all that food so you can go back and get some more. Hopefully you don't have a football game that's going to add to some of that misery and give you some nerves to where you can't even enjoy it. I enjoyed it just fine, even though I'm nervous about the game on Saturday. I am. I had the loose poo this morning. I will be a nervous wreck up until the game is over. And then it's either you're resigned to your fate, you're pissed off, or you're elated that it's done, that you finally finished it. Because all of this, I said this last week, all of what we've seen so far is the preseason. None of this matters. I agree. The only thing that matters is that you haven't faltered, right? You got through it unscathed. You're here. Now, can you finish? You've accomplished no goals. Ryan Day will tell you this team has accomplished nothing yet. There are so many programs around college football that want to tell you about everything they've accomplished this year already. We've done this and this and this. Ryan Day knows that the season starts tomorrow. Yeah. Isn't that wild? You are this far into it. This is it. You're at the end of the season, 
And for for programs like Ohio State that think the way Ohio State thinks, and I appreciate that they do think it that way, and that they play this game to the bone the way that every fan would like it to be played, and they talk about it, they don't run, they don't hide from this game. It's the first thing that that gets recognized, and then everything else is after that. Problem is, you got to win those first 11 games, and you have to think about those to get to this one. Now they're here, but you know what's the, what's the biggest thing about last year's game? And how Michigan won that game last year. It's, what was the biggest thing for me? What was it, I think for you and for everybody. Is that they couldn't stop anybody. They couldn't stop him. They also couldn't stop Aiden Hutchinson or any of those dudes on the defensive line. It was trench warfare, and it was a big, fat loss in that regard. And you had Michigan coaches calling them soft, as they should have, right? If they wanted to play that game. But that's what it's going to be tomorrow. And... We can listen to any Ohio State player that had a microphone in front of their in front of their face this week, a couple days ago. We can listen to Ryan Day or Jim Knowles. We won't know the answer to that until no. they get into the thick of that game tomorrow if they are going to solve that issue of not being the tougher, more physically dominant team. We just we can think we know, but we just don't know until they do it now. It is so interesting to me that we have a guy in CJ Stroud that some people like to say is one of the best quarterbacks in Buckeye history. When you look at the numbers, that's hard to refute. However, I'm always, I always tell people to be leery of comparing 2022 numbers to other eras. All right. His numbers are only really valid the last 10 years. You can't compare 2022 numbers to 1982 numbers. The game is different. The offenses are different. The, the number of plays they run. Is significantly more. But we could have a guy in C.J. Stroud who very well could win the Heisman Trophy. And yet, we don't know what he is in big moments. I think we know definitively he's not winning it if they lose this game. I think I would like to think that. He's pretty much out, right? Caleb Williams has kind of taken over on most of the odds sheets. So that provides another nice little wrinkle to this. It's close, but... Most of the places you look, Caleb has gone into becoming the odds-on favorite. So, 35 touchdown passes, four picks. But you're right. It's it's a wild thing that we've got going for quarterback and for coach going into this game well, tomorrow. In as far coach, as legacy goes. You know, if, if they lose this game tomorrow, Ryan Day will be the only Buckeye coach yeah. in over 20 years at any point during his tenure to have a losing record against yeah. Michigan. And that's, I know he talked about it this week and said, it's not personal pressure for me. It's all about the team. I don't believe him. I mean, I, I know that, yes, as a, as a coach, it's about the team and winning the game, but these guys feel personal pressure and they put pressure on themselves. You don't get to be Ryan Day. You don't get to be the head coach at the Ohio State University without being uber competitive with yourself. He knows the guy who hired him, Urban Meyer, never lost yeah. this game. That's already that's a thing. That's not lost on yeah. him. That's, and that's already a thing. You lose it one time, you've already lost more than your predecessor. Yes. That's got to be a thing that's sticking in your craw there if you're Ryan Day, knowing that you cannot really lose this game tomorrow. Back to CJ for a second. I was just looking at this because I was one of those guys you were speaking about. Starting to put him into a category of, we could be watching the best Ohio State quarterback to ever sling it around here. And it's nice that you're actually going to get two full seasons of this guy. You only got to see Dwayne Haskins for one full season. Had a moment in the Michigan game, which also 
matters and adds to Dwayne's legacy as a player here because he came in and Michigan players, I think it was Rashawn Gary, like, oh, good, seven's coming in. We're good now. You know, he comes in there, whips one down the sideline to Austin Mack, runs the football 35 yards down the sideline. But CJ last year, and remember that for numbers sake, they didn't have those extra games because they didn't have the Big Ten. They didn't have a college football playoff. Right. He threw it for 4,435 yards. He's not even, and I say not even, but Let's be honest, for the type of guy we look at CJ to be and the receivers that he's had in Emeka and Marvin Harrison sitting at 2,991. He's about 900 off, I want to say, Michael Penix Jr. out there in Washington. So even though he had that strong first quarter after the Notre Dame game, he started to get into a really all-time zone. He hasn't really been in that all-time zone these last five or six no, weeks. No, we haven't, we haven't seen in a while. I haven't seen confident-looking CJ in a while. And even when you see those big plays, more often than not, it's because Marvin Harrison Jr. is making some ridiculous catch, right? Let's play a little game. I was thinking about this today. And I don't, I don't do this to humiliate CJ. This is just reality. We're just talking about the game. Game tomorrow, you have your choice of these quarterbacks I'm about to mention to be the quarterback of Ohio State. Oh, you Oh man! Hold on We're so, now. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're they're in their prime, and everybody's healthy. All right, you can choose CJ, who will start this game tomorrow. You can choose Justin Fields. You can choose Dwayne Haskins. You can choose Cardale Jones. You can choose Terrell Pryor. Yeah. You can choose Braxton Miller. Yeah. You can choose Troy Smith. Of all of those quarterbacks I just named you, who's the first one off the board that you want to start this game tomorrow? Yeah, I hope Tyvis isn't listening right now because this will be a backtrack off of something we had uh, six or seven weeks ago. But again, I, I say this is when CJ was starting off to go into an all-time level zone. So you pick CJ say- then? So who are you picking him now? I didn't really pick CJ for this game. It was a different discussion entirely. It was more about Buckeye quarterbacks overall. But you're asking for... Oh, you know what? I forgot JT Barrett. I'm silly me. Sure. I forgot JT Barrett. Shame on me. Look, the answer is going to be Justin Fields. Knowing, because we talked about this a little bit before, when I asked people on social media today, just blurt out, you know, first thought, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, what's the first play that comes to mind? There weren't any CJ Stroud plays. I can tell you that. Like, that's not happening. Anyone... Everyone just wants to forget last last game. I don't even know if I can't even remember CJ Stroud play from last game. That's how much you try to erase that one. But Justin Fields getting rocked, getting his knee hurt, and then stepping back on the field. What was that? The very next that throw. Was, that was the moment. Throwing the dart he, he to Garrett out, Wilson right. in the back of the end zone. You didn't know how he was going to react with the hurt knee in Ann Arbor. The next snap, the next throw was just that dart. He had to get out of the pocket, too. And it you, wasn't just the no, throw. It was just flush from the pocket, rolls out left, hits that throw, sets and his the, feet. And the camera focuses on him then, and you just you see it in his eyes that something switched, something changed. There are those moments. And you can say it's unfair. It's unfair, you know, sometimes that we talk about the greatest quarterbacks of all time and all. How many Super Bowls did you win? Well, is that really fair? It is unfair. That's the way it goes. Okay, but that's what sports is. Sports is about one moment sometimes that can solidify your legacy or can tarnish it. That's the beauty of sports is that you're walking on that tightrope. And this game is the perfect example of that. So you're taking 
Justin too? You, no. One of the other guys? Troy? I'm taking Troy. Taking Troy, yeah. I'm taking Troy. I, I want a guy, especially with the talent, the wide receiver talent that's on this team. I want a guy who I know is not going to make any mistakes. The Troy to Anthony Gonzalez in 05. And again, that's... Got a lot of that one. Look, that that's is a 05 moment. game, you That know? is a moment. We think about that today. And why do we think about it? Because it was in that game. If they make that same play against Penn State, yeah, it's it's fun for that moment, but it's not living on in the annals of history. Well, that was a two-loss Ohio State team. That's what's crazy about you remembering that one a lot. And then 06, of course, in, in that game... That that goes down in history. I mean, we're, we're eleven and zero here for the first time since that one. But you know what? For CJ, we play a game like this on the radio. We pick these guys because they've actually done it against Michigan. You kind of have to when you backed into a corner on that one. This is your chance. You go out there, you throw four or five touchdowns on Saturday. You wind up with forty touchdown passes and four picks. You don't turn the ball over. You ask for a moment. Same as we said for the whole team in general. Nothing really matters up into this game. You got tomorrow at noon, man. Yeah. And then you can go and ma- you can make or break your entire Ohio State legacy by showing up in this big time football. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Tomorrow right. at noon. More conversation. Plus, we'll set up the show because I haven't told you what's coming up. That's next. Colin Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Center. Working out a bit of a problem that's causing delays already. In fact, some stop and go on the east outer belt northbound before Eastern Way. It's an accident. Three right lanes here blocked. Crews now have three right lanes completely uh, blocked off there. So that's what's adding to the uh, stop and go. And don't forget Black Friday shopping in full effect. A lot of uh, malls, strip malls, uh, uh, entrance and exit ramps are going to be uh, pretty slow. In fact, uh, it's uh, slow reported around uh, Polaris Fashion Place, Easton Town Center, and uh, other spots as well. So just keep that in mind. This traffic report is sponsored by Tim Hortons. Tis the season at Tim Hortons with five festive peppermint beverages to satisfy your holiday cravings. And now Tim's rewards guests can get a $1 medium peppermint mocha ice cap on the app. Naturally and artificially flavored. Limited time. U.S. only. Valid online or in the app. Terms apply. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Football Friday. So glad you've tuned in. It's Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools now, at manandbone971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Bone is uh, somewhere watching USA Soccer getting drunk. So Timmy Hall is with me. Saturday showcase coming up at 3.34. We get you ready for all the big games this weekend. We're going to do Around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg at 4.20. Normally we talk to Adam on Thursdays, but yesterday was Gobble Gobble Day, so Rittenberg will join us. The Big Ten West could be won this afternoon. (laughs) NFL picks at 4.48, and like I mentioned, Tool of the Week at 5.34. The game coming up tomorrow, our coverage starts 6.30 in the a.m. right here on The Fan. I... uh, I'm super nervous for this game. 
Everybody that I come across is asking me for my prediction and my thoughts. And I haven't said anything to anybody until now. If you were to ask me this last week, I probably would have said Michigan wins. But I can't bring myself to do it. You came around. It's not that I came around. It's just... Michigan struggled last week, well, same as Ohio State struggled last you week. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at J.J. McCarthy, and they're super concerned about him throwing the football down the field, and I understand why. He had all this hype, he had all this potential, five-star guy, and you didn't think he was just going to be a, a pesky scrambler guy. You thought he was going to be the type of guy who could throw 60-yard darts down the field and contend for Heisman trophies, and maybe he will. Maybe he will at some point. He hasn't had that type of season this year. Michigan's offense has run through their running game, and Blake Corum specifically. How healthy is he going to be? Who the hell knows? But you look at Michigan's wide receivers and their quarterback play, and you should say, and you wouldn't be wrong, they don't scare me. But you know what does scare me? Our secondary. I know that. Specifically, the corners. How many times have we seen? Look, we can talk about, oh, Maryland's pesky. You can't sleep on Maryland. Maryland scored zero points seven days before they played Ohio State. Not seven weeks before they played Ohio State. Seven days they scored zero points. Their wide receivers were getting open, and when they weren't getting open, they were drawing flags against our Buckeye corners. You had five corners in the rotation last week against Maryland. The only time you usually see that is if you have terrible injury situations, which we don't have at this point. They've had it with Cam Brown on again, off again that, all year. That's fine, yeah, but, but I this know. unit is as healthy as they've been all season long, for the most part. And you normally see that earlier in the season, week two, week three, against poo opponents, because you're trying to figure out who you like and who you don't like. It is unheard of, the second to last week of the season, to be rotating so many guys in and out, because you still don't know who you trust. Jim Knowles doesn't know who he trusts on that island. And I would hate to see Michigan come in and exploit that when we know that's a weakness. Yeah, and you know, everything that you said about J.J. McCarthy, I feel those things too. I think every college football fan that has watched Michigan, look, they are... They are not a team that wants to get in the shotgun and just air the football out. That's not who they have built themselves around. Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards when he's been in there. And even uh, plenty of other guys. They want to ground and pound, run the football, get that defense to wear other uh, opponents out, and score touchdowns on the ground. McCarthy, I thought for a time, was going to be a huge upgrade, but he didn't turn the ball over, so you can give him that. It's almost the same kind of credit you'd give Cade McNamara. You know, it didn't scare you or anything, but no, he manages just, he just the did offense. It, he did it a different way. Yeah, did it a different way. 14 touchdown passes and two interceptions. So, okay, the two interceptions is great, but show me something that isn't new, right? I mean, we can look at the top quarterbacks in college football. They are also airing it out, taking some risks, throwing the ball vertically down the field, and still winding up with five or fewer interceptions and on the he, season. Nobody, nobody on... On good teams. No. Is throwing a ton of picks anymore. No. That's not the way these offenses are and designed. And also, nobody on really, really good teams that's winning national championships is throwing for only 14 touchdowns. Right. You, know, you might have 24, 25. I'm not asking you to be up at 40 touchdown passes like some of these just air raid offenses, but it's got to be a lot better than 14. There, I, I think we can agree on that. But you're right. When you go to the secondary for Ohio State, I think you know Denzel Burke, for me, I would have looked at him 
with some of the unknown that we had on defense coming back here in 2022, thinking back to the offseason now, going into start of the year, I would have put him in like my top two guys. Everybody did. On the t- Everybody Maybe did. Maybe top three, top five football players on the whole team. He was a projected first-round pick before the season started. Press clippings victim? I don't know if it's that or... People just look at Ohio State and say, well, it's Ohio State. He has all the measurables, almost like it was with seven banks, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, well, what did he do to accomplish anything? Nothing. But he's got all the measurables. He's there. Ohio State always puts a DB in the first round someplace. Always, so like six it'll, years. Yeah. It'll work out. And I think we looked at Denzel Burke kind of the same way, even though he was better on the field than seven banks. He accomplished more than seven banks. But I think we were looking for consistency, and we said, oh, yeah, yeah, he'll do. But really, to me, he's not only is he underachieved, at points this season, he's been downright bad. Yeah, oh, downright bad. Downright I mean, just bad. getting mossed at the point of attack by tight ends or whomever. Let, let me ask you, Timmy, let me ask you, because I'm, I'm, you know, pessimistic by nature, and that's just the way it is. I'm 42 years old. This is the way I've always been a fan. It's not going to change. Am I exaggerating with this Buckeye secondary? Do you think that the corners specifically, as the season has progressed, have gotten any better? No, I no, I don't think you're exaggerating. Because then again, like you, you were waiting around, I think because of Denzel Burke not being himself and Cam Brown being hurt, being in and out, we heard an awful lot about those two guys in the offseason, Jordan Hancock and J.K. Johnson, Ja'Kalen Johnson. Those guys were hot commodities, hot topics. That they were going to come in and, oh, you're going to love these guys early. People that had sneak peeks at practice, yeah. their physicality, their technique, the way they played. And, you know, tech. I talk with guys like Tyvis about this all the time. And Duran Grant, he's been a guest on the Buckeye Show. who's coaching here now in town. And they, they both just get stuck on some of the technique that is being taught these days, you know, and how these guys are positioned. And it's a thing for them. And if it's a thing for them, guys like that, guys that were part of this national championship winning defense, then it is a thing for me too. And no, I mean, you, you continue. What else do you want to see? All right. So if I'm not going to be the guy that will sit here and study technique of a cornerback, then you, if the way you're doing it, it better get the job done. If it isn't maybe the way that players from, you know, it's five, not. 10 years ago, you still then do 50, your 50 way, balls. but get the job done. And it's not getting the job no, done 50, more 50 often 50-50 balls, not. they're losing. They're drawing penalties. You know, and it's why... Running into guys. You don't yeah. need to have your head turned around. I, I hate that. I hate football guy who tells me, well, they teach them not to turn their head around. Well, they're teaching them wrong. Exactly. All right? You, you talk Play about Tyvis. Guys like Tyvis understand there's an art to this. If you're going to keep your eyes locked on the wide receiver as you're going down the field because you don't want to lose him because you're looking for the ball. I get that. But you got to understand when his eyes get wide. Your eyes have to move. What's going on yeah, there? He's trying to catch the there's, ball. There's some timing there. There's some art to that. It's not just, well, I'm going to try and time everything so it works out. You turn your head and you search for that football too and you try and make a play. Because more often than not, if you've got your head turned and there's some hand fighting, they're going to let it go. Yeah, they But do. if there's some hand fighting and you don't have your head turned, they're going to throw the flag. How many interceptions have you ever seen where a guy didn't turn around and actually look to the football? That's why interceptions for the corners are down. You can't catch something that you don't see. Exactly right. That you're not looking at. Saturday Showcase coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
We're working on a tie-up of East Autobelt northbound right before Eastern Way. It's an accident. Crews have the uh, three right lanes blocked, so that's causing some stop and go. It's already slowed down through Delaware along 71 southbound between Gemini Parkway and the North Autobelt, about two or three minutes in that spot. This traffic report is sponsored by Meyer. Shop Meyer Black Friday sales all week long with deals like buy one, get one for a dollar shoes for the family. In-store only. Buy gifts for everyone on your list and get more for your money at Meyer. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Football Friday. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by the Hinderer Motor Company. Timmy is in for bone. Yo. Tool of the week. Friday. Send in your Twitter tools. At Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Talking about the game. Our coverage starts tomorrow morning at 6.30. Kick is at noon. Uh, You were saying, what's the highest rated TV-wise game this season in college football? Was it Georgia and Tennessee? Yeah, Georgia-Tennessee was a CBS game, averaged about 13.1 million viewers. I'll go over on that tomorrow. I'm going to say 17 million. For Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, last uh, just on that, last year's matchup between Michigan and Ohio State, that was the most watched game of the whole college football season. That one was just under 15.9 million viewers. I think when you add in, and look, I don't know exactly how they arrive at these numbers. If they add in some of the major streaming services, they would have to, I would think, right now with how they get to the final number. But... When you take in national intrigue, what it is here in Columbus and what it is up in Michigan, both being undefeated, what else is in the time slot? I mean, you do have some of your unbeatens like TCU. No, that that sorry, that one's a four o'clock game. TCU will take on Iowa State. You have Clemson, South Carolina, and Georgia hosting Georgia Tech. That's Georgia Tech. I know they're undefeated, but I think there's a good shot. This will be yeah above seventeen million, like you said. Saturday showcase. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bone present Saturday Showcase. Sponsored by Roosters, a fun casual joint, and the official wing sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. All right, Timmy's going to get you ready for all the big games tomorrow. We start Auburn at number 7 Alabama. This is 3.30 on CBS. This is the Iron Bowl as well. This is the 87th meeting of these two teams. Bama's a big 22-point favorite. Over-unders, 49.5 points. Weather expected to be pretty darn good, around 66 degrees. Bama leads this all-time series. They're 48-37-1. Of course, we know that Auburn has been a mess this year. 5-6. and six. They fired their coach, Brian Harson. A lot of noise about Lane Kiffin taking over, but as of now, nothing has happened on that front. Bama has a chance to get to 10 wins here and improve their bowl stature, but this is pretty much for pride and winning the rivalry game. On top of anything else, with the way uh, the picture is ahead of them, Auburn's quarterback, that's Robbie Ashford. 
He doesn't really pose a big threat. He's got just six six touchdown passes. That's it. Seven interceptions on the year. He's under 50%. If Bama shuts down his ability to run, should be all good for the Crimson Tide. Number nine, Oregon at number 21, Oregon State. 330 on ABC. Oh, this one is known as the Civil War. That's right. Beavers are eight and three. It's in Corvallis. The Ducks are nine and two. Lot riding on this one because the Ducks will be in the Pac-12 title game next week, taking on USC with the win. Simple as that. This is also the 126th meeting, making this the fifth most played rivalry of all time. Oregon leads it 67-48-10. Just mentioned Auburn. This will be another chance for Bo Nix to continue his great play for Oregon. If he can get it done, he's thrown for 3,061 yards, 25 touchdowns to six INTs, and he's run for 509 yards and 14 touchdowns. Good shot. He can get a seat in New York if he keeps it up. Notre Dame, number 15, at number 6, USC, 730 on ABC. This is going to be the 93rd meeting between these two teams. There are, of course, college football playoff implications as USC is all the way up to number 5 in the country. USC's 10-1, locked into the Pac-12 title game. Notre Dame is 8-3, winning 8 out of 9 games since the ugly home lost to Marshall back in Week 2. USC's quarterback, Caleb Williams, He came out to L.A. with Lincoln Riley, and most books, the Heisman favorite over C.J. Stroud now, which is wild. It's just turned. He had 503 total yards in the three-point win over UCLA last week. He's thrown for almost 3,500 yards to go with 33 touchdowns and three picks. He's added seven rushing touchdowns. That one, uh, like you said, kicking off from Memorial Coliseum, 730 in L.A. Number 13, Washington at Washington State. This is 10.30 on ESPN. Oh, the good old Apple Cup. Late night tomorrow night, hopefully when we are sitting here fat and happy in Columbus and we're just counting our blessings that we're going to play in Indianapolis the next week and the college football playoff picture's looking pretty good. Watch some late night Pac-12. The Huskies have a chance to get to the Pac-12 title with a lot of help, like a Cal win over UCLA and an Oregon State win over Oregon. That could do it for him. Michael Penix Jr. for the Huskies, the former Hoosier, he's had a great year. Nation's leader in passing, 3,869 yards. First-year coach Kalen DeBoer could lock in a great season for the Husky fans by winning back the Cup, which, of course, they lost last year. Thank you, Timmy. Thank you very much. Uh, cheapest tickets on the secondary market. Pitt at Miami, $3.00. Ooh, three bucks, baby. Down in Miami? That's right, $3. Miami makes this list quite often. Uh, Tulsa at Houston, $3. I have one that's going to surprise you. Michigan State at Penn State in Happy Valley. Wow. Penn State, number 11. Wow. You can get in the door for five bucks. <laughs> five <laughs> you, dollar. You have got to be kidding me. How even uh, USC, which, go back to that one, because getting butts in the seats, even for the biggest games, I mean, have you noticed at the Rose Bowl how they basically just tried to do something cute with the UCLA lettering? Yeah, they just covered up stuff prime off. seats. Yeah, that, that's why I was, oh. I was sort of chuckling when I saw it, because <laughs> they were touting, like, this game's been sold out for a while. It's like, yeah, well, when you tarp off 30% of the seats... It's those, easy to sell the game out. Those are like $250 seats in no. some stadiums. There was, I think it was the game against Utah earlier, which, believe at the time, it was 
I mean, UCLA has been good all year. So has Utah, aside from the early, couple early losses. You could have waltzed your way down to the front row. I'm not kidding. I was watching that game behind the end zone, front row seats. You could have just walked right down to catch some UCLA and Utah. I also think it's kind of interesting how you can get in to see Georgia for as little as $42 to see them go 12-0 and in the regular season as they take on Georgia Tech. New Mexico State at Liberty, $2. What do you think the cheapest resale ticket is to get into Ohio Stadium tomorrow? This the, at least according to Vivid Seats. The, the get-in price. Get-in price. The get-in price. Not good seats either. Uh, I'm guessing, I thought this was going to be like way over 500 for a time, but it's the way the market goes. I'm going to say like 275. 346. 346. 346. Bucks. Pretty good. That's got to be the hottest. Right? Oh, ticket tomorrow? By hundreds. Yes, that By is the hundreds. hottest ticket tomorrow. 346. Game day, of course, will be here. The game will be at noon. Of course, right here on the fan and the big nooner on Fox. Uh, Ryan Day will be a tour guide tomorrow as well. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Working on a couple of accidents around the area, including the east outer belt northbound right before Eastern Way. Two right lanes are blocked. It's getting a little bit better. Had been three, so they're getting it uh, cleaned up, but ODOT crews are still working on it. Also, a bit of a delay. 71 southbound before 36-37 at Delaware. It's an accident off of the left berm, so out of the way of traffic, but still attracting some attention. You're on the brakes on 71 southbound between Chemini Parkway and the north outer belt about uh, two or three minutes there. This traffic report is sponsored by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. FanDuel America's number one sports book has all your favorite bets on the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, get your money paid fast this football season and make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Hello. Happy Friday, Football Friday. Bone is out. Timmy Hall is with me. Tool of the week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone 971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. We're going to do around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg at 420. We normally talk to him on Thursdays, but gobble, gobble yesterday. We'll do it today. Big news coming out of the Big Ten West. ESPN is reporting that Matt Rule and Nebraska are in negotiations. So we'll see what happens there. Oh, baby. Boy, that's going to bring some spice to the Big Ten West, right? Matt Rule is just well, it, trying to see how many gigs he can rack up in his career. I'll, I'll never understand these guys. And this is why I'm not a coach. Yeah, what was his buyout to do like, nothing? It was like 60-something million dollars. It's my dream. Just to go away and do nothing. At least take a year, recharge your batteries, see where it all went wrong. Nope. 
Looks like he's going to jump back into a total home renovation project. And that's, yeah, right. That's the spot you want to go to? He's not just buying a house. He's buying a house with water damage that has ghosts in it. There's asbestos just pouring out of every orifice of this house. And he's got to rebuild all of that with all eyes watching him. Now, I know that he probably thinks, well, I rebuilt Baylor. Baylor had all their problems there with Art Bryles, and I stepped in and won 10 games, and I was great, and I parlayed that into a lot of money for an NFL contract. He probably thinks there's no way I, can, I can't succeed. But we look at it saying, is there anyone who can succeed there? Yeah. I thought Scott Frost, like everybody else did, was a home run guy for that job. Couldn't have worked out any better for him. Right. He won right away at Central Florida. And he won, he won, went undefeated at Central Florida. Hometown guy, played for Nebraska, coming back, had a pedigree. Everybody, Scott Frost could have had any other vacant job right. in college football. He went back to his alma mater. And it was a complete and total disaster. I know. I think of him a lot like you know, P.J. Fleck went to Minnesota. And he it's not like he's winning National Coach of the Year awards, but... P.J. Fleck is winning games at Minnesota. They're consistently better than Nebraska in that Big Ten West division. And I don't know. Do we look at Minneapolis as being an easy place to recruit for college football no, and have a winning program in this conference? You also, I don't think so. You also don't have you know, the history there, the legacy right, yeah. there. I mean, fair or unfair, anybody who takes his job, Tom Osborne's aura is always around. The success that they had. You know, there's a population of that fan base that is waiting for a return to that. Now, maybe you and I look at it and say, well, that's not possible. The game's changed. Stop trying to get back to that point because you never will. But that's not in their mind. Mm -mm. But not only do you have to try and get back there to appease some of the fans, you've got a lot to do just to get back to respectability. Yeah, that's the problem. You're a joke right now. You're, You're winning two games this year? I mean, you're... Year after year, I I think I saw a stat. I was watching BTN one night, and this is embarrassing for them. Kansas, right? Just had, they were a great story to start. Good start. The, Five the, wheels, the wheels have fallen off. But, but they yes. did get the sixth win. They did pick that one up when they beat up on Oklahoma State, which was kind of a shocking game considering the way they, they had both played the previous weeks. When they did that, and when Nebraska didn't get to bowl eligibility, now it's the Huskers who are on the longest streak for Power 5 teams to not be bowl eligible. Over the Kansas Jayhawks now. How sad is that? Yeah, you said the history being you know one of the great college football programs of all time. They're sitting at 2-6. and six. I mean, th- in the conference, 3-8 and, three six and eight conference. overall. Three and eight. Yeah. Well, they can play spoiler today. They start their game in about 10 minutes. They are at Iowa. If Iowa wins this game, they win the Big Ten West. For all the crap that team has been through, all the terrible offense. By the way, the offense is still terrible. But they control their own destiny. If Iowa wins today, they are going to Indianapolis. They are playing. If they lose, but Purdue wins their game, then Purdue would go. There's also some outside scenarios where Illinois could still go, even though they've lost three games in a row. Who else am I missing? Is somebody else um, in on that too? No. Minnesota in on that? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. 
I think you mentioned them. I, Iowa, Purdue, Illinois. Well, no, Minnesota is seven yeah, and they, four. Right, they're, they're still alive. I, they need certain things to happen. It's crazy. Well, it's this whole it's thing's crazy. Spinning. This whole division is I was, crazy. I was going to win, but it's because of that defense. How incredible must that defense really be that they've ripped off four in a row? They haven't played like the strongest opponents. They beat Northwestern, Purdue on the road, beat Wisconsin, Minnesota on the road. Nobody has scored more than 13 points against these guys uh, in that entire span. Really, Ohio State and Michigan are the only ones that even put up any kinds of points on this team. So if it, what do you think the over under is in this game? This Nebraska Iowa game. 7. <laughs> I don't know. 38. 38. Now I was a 10 and a half point favorite. Uh that game kicking off in a little bit. And we'll talk to Adam Rittenberg coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh Ryan Day, if coaching this game tomorrow is not enough of a headache. He's also working as a tour guide. I saw this on 11 Warriors. They were talking about some of the big-time prospects that are coming in for this game, taking official visits. You know, the Notre Dame weekend was a big one. Absolutely. Lots of players came in for that. This is the marquee game on the schedule. This is your the marquee game on any schedule for Ohio State and Michigan. So you're going to bring your best in for this game, too. I saw one of them was Damon Wilson, who is a five-star defensive end from Florida. He's taken official visits to Georgia. Ryan Day's been trying to get this guy. He'll be in here tomorrow as well. Here's how into it these guys are. So on the bye week, you know, you think, oh, Ryan Day, coaching staff, they have a chance to catch their breath Mm -hmm. and maybe recharge their batteries. No, Ryan Day went to this dude's high school in Florida to meet with him. Yeah, how about that? On the bye week. Yeah. And now he's going to be in the building, and no, Ryan Day's not going to be showing him around campus. He's not going to be doing that, but you don't think Ryan Day's going to carve out time out of his day, either today or tomorrow morning, to make sure that Damon Wilson knows that he's valued? I mean, that's stuff we don't think about. He's out there trying to beat Michigan, but he's also trying to woo the next generation of talent to come here. It's really fascinating, right? Because you... I think a normal person would think that the recruiting is completely separate, right? And if you you are in season, you are focused on winning games, right? There's one part to the college football head coaching gig, and then there's the second part. A normal person who didn't pay attention to any of this stuff might not think that they ever intertwine. Oh, they do. There's a time yeah. for this. It's like dad says, you know, there's a time to have fun. There's a time to be serious. We, we're being serious right now. Stay away from me. I've got to beat Michigan. You know? <laughs> like, Oh, but there's a five-star guy here? Right. Oh, come on. I'll ask him how his free sh- continental breakfast was. Let me show you the press box. Let me uh, take you to the sideline. You can try on my headset real quick. We'll get the photos. That's kind of cool. That's that's how that goes. Yeah, Joshua Mickens, four-star Indiana prospect. He's going to be in there, too. I saw uh, Garrett Stover. Uh, yes, related to cousin, Kate Stover. Cousin of yeah, Kate. Yeah, cousin. Uh, he's one of the three 2024 commits for the Buckeyes that's going to be in attendance. So he's committed, but you want to have him in there, you know, the, even though guy's committed, right? Doesn't guys matter. can always guys decommit all the time. There, there's dude flippers out there. So you got to, got to keep flippers. Them. All right. Mm-hmm. Coming up top of the hour. We do it every single year. It's a tradition. Dead radio legend, Paul Harvey shares with us the history of Ann Arbor. Common man and T-bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
couple of trouble spots to maneuver around, including a problem on the east outbound northbound before east and away. It's an accident. Two right lanes are blocked. No doubt crews working on it. Also, still a time at Delaware on 71 southbound, right before 3637. Accident there on the left berms, so out of the way of traffic, but still attracting a bit of attention. You're on the brakes also, 71 southbound between Gemini Parkway and the north outer bed. Only a couple of minutes of slowdown time there. This traffic report, sponsored by Tim Hortons, is the season at Tim Hortons with five festive peppermint beverages to satisfy your holiday cravings. And now, Tim Re- Tim's Rewards guests can get a $1 medium peppermint mocha ice cap on the app. Naturally and artificially flavored. Limited time, U.S. only. Valid online or in the app. Terms apply. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and T-Bone. Football Friday. It's your old dumb friend, Common Man. And Timmy Hall is with me today because Bone is drunk watching USA soccer. It's over. You think he's happy with his performance? I, I don't know. USA and England play to a draw. Scoreless tie. I'm, I'm going to say that he's happy with it. At some point, USA is going to have to win something. You know, you would think that would be against Iran. When are they playing that game, Teddy? Tuesday? Tuesday at, at 1 p.m. At 2 p- well, 2 p.m. 1 p.m. would be the uh, coverage start. Yeah, okay, but if, if they so win Bone, that Bone game... Bone won't be paying attention to this show at all. Not on Tuesday no. for the first no. hour. But if they win that game, then they advance. It's that simple. They control their own destiny. So you think tie today was good teddy well i shouldn't say it's that simple right because no no that's, that, no it is that's Iran's right because they got two right? points yeah but they're yeah, second they, in the table right now. yeah and they they did beat wales and the americans didn't so. right so england's got four points at uh the top of group I- B. iran beat wales yeah right. i'm sorry iran beat wales yes. yeah okay. iran's got three points usa's got two points wales has one point of course usa tied both one one wales zero yeah. zero england just right. win that game Win a game. Come on. But what does Wale think about all of this? <laughs> you a big know. Wale fan, Timmy? <laughs> no, I'm not a big Never Wale. Never heard of Wale? I'm, what's a Wale? What's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Every time I see his name, I call him Whale, and T-Bone makes fun of me. It's Wale. Okay. Does he play for us? It's He's a musician. <laughs> oh, what? Man. Come on, Tim. Wallet. He's not a soccer player. Oh, I, I, I you know, know what? We are here to help you with history. It's become a tradition on this show. Uh, we look to the wisdom of radio legend Paul Harvey to tell us stories. Uh, Paul passed away. He's no longer with us, but that's not going to stop his ghost from popping up, Mm-mm. giving us the history of Ann Arbor. Good day, Americans. I'm Paul Harvey. Now, the rest of the story. Many years ago, college football stadiums played host to an odd guest, a well-endowed female football fan who became famous for wearing a dark blue dress to as many home games as she could possibly attend. The enthusiastic supporter of the gridiron was also 
a practitioner of the world's oldest profession. She was a temptress, a woman of the night. In fact, this harlot was so enamored with college football and also so skilled at her craft that she lured every college football player on her favorite team into her bedroom on the first weekend of the season. Eventually, she'd been known in the biblical sense by every football player in all of college football. She was so successful in her endeavors that the various university presidents decided to intervene after an outbreak of sexually transmitted diseases caused the cancellation of several football games. Multiple teams fielded lineups with only ten men, sometimes fewer, playing both sides of the ball for the entire game. Soon this floozy was banned from every college campus and eventually every city and state where there was a college campus. In fact, the only place this disease-riddled man-sponge could find to ply her trade was in a northern territory off the shores of Lake Michigan, a place previously only utilized as a landfill to dump the nation's garbage. The now infamous prostitute lost nearly all of her clients as few players dared to traverse into the dump heap to seek her out. As a matter of fact, the only people who would come to see her at all were typically the most desperate of men, pathetic and devoid of the pride that makes a man a man. Desperate to fulfill their carnal desires, these shameful creatures became unlovable to the rest of the world because they, like the football mad floozy, had cold dark hearts and filthier souls. What's more, once these despicable souls had debased themselves, they were not able or willing to leave, feeling both trapped by and at home with the waste that surrounded them. Soon, there was an overabundance of degenerates colonizing in and around the dump heap. And so it was that a town sprang up around the garbage, and that little-known town was named after the streetwalker. Anne was her first name, and her last name was Arbor. Even though the piles of garbage have since been replaced by a school, the odor of fetid waste remains, as does the weakness that lured many a man into Anne Arbor's nether regions. And that, my friends, is why the University of Michigan is a school built on trash, and why fans today still proclaim that Ann Arbor is a whore. And now you know the rest of the story. I'm Paul Harvey. Good day. Now you know it. It's history, baby. Can't argue with that. Mm, that's... Just brilliant. Mm. Paul Harvey from the grave. Never Telling gets old. Telling us how it is. Never gets old. Uh, what was I going to tell you? I had something to tell you. I don't know. More about Ann Arbor? Or uh, Nebraska's playing Iowa today. I told you Iowa controls their own destiny. The rumor is that Matt Rule is in negotiations to be the next head coach at Nebraska. I also heard another rumor today that uh, they gave another try. <laughs> To Urban, and he said no to him twice. Which, look, man, maybe he's got that itch. I don't know. I would think that he'd just be content sitting at the desk with his sunglasses on. Why's he got to wear this point for Fox? Everybody else is wearing the shades. 
He's blind melon urban. <laughs> He's got the frameless shades. Uh, I, I find it hard to believe that urban would hop back into the conference. And even he would think that he, that's a challenge that he wants to take on. It's not going to happen in that job too. Right. Like I could understand it. If you know, the Notre Dame gig were coming up again or, and they were interested. maybe maybe even USC. Like I, I know right. some and, and buzz. both those jobs are not coming open. No, no. Lincoln Riley just got there. Uh, Freeman just got to Notre Dame, so that's happened. And yeah, it just it seems weird. I we told joke you, about a, that, a scenario that I could see. I said this a couple years ago, and I'll repeat it. I think Urban's done with coaching, but the scenario that I can see where he would step back in is if Ryan Day wound up going to the NFL and he left. And Luke Fickle came here to coach. I can see Urban going down to Cincinnati and mm. coaching. What about athletics director for Urban Meyer? What about that step? He there is a certain certain I don't know why I put a T at the end of that. Mm-hmm. A certain temperament that you have to have as an athletics <laughs> I'm, director. I'm with you on that. That Urban does not possess. I'm with you on that, but. When you talk about what a guy has done, right? I mean, if you have that kind of success, maybe there's a chance, right? Because of the publicity that you could bring in for a university. But the Nebraska thing, uh, that was never going to happen. I mean, you got to, not after picking the wrong NFL gig. I don't blame them for asking, but I'm with you. I didn't think it was ever going to happen. No, yeah. Uh, seven Michigan State players have been charged for the tunnel melee in Ann Arbor. You knew this was coming. You know, Jim Harbaugh said that he thought this was going to happen. Michigan State's been very professional after the fact about this, sort of saying, we're cooperating with law enforcement. We'll see what happens. But this is a big deal. You've got guys being charged with assault. And we can look at this and say, well, Michigan should have two tunnels and it's their fault. That doesn't mean it's okay just to act like an animal. No, no. You start assaulting someone, beating somebody up. They should be punished for this. Absolutely. And they be, they beat up a guy, and it was you know seven six on one. In the videos that we saw, it was multiple multiple Michigan State players, namely the guys that, namely the seven players that you know we're reading about today. Did you see the uh, little line about Mel Tucker's bonus too? Did you see that? How much is it? What's what's on the line? Well, for it was, him this it was week? nothing's on the line. It was already paid out to him. I think this was last year that this bonus came into effect. But we just sort of learn about it after the fact when all this paperwork becomes public. Yeah, he was paid out last year a hundred thousand dollar bonus, which in the grand scheme of things, I mean, that's a, a ton of money for the regular person. Right, which, but not when he's got a ninety million dollar contract. Right, right? And, and you know he's making millions of dollars a year. It's a hundred thousand dollars. But what I found interesting about this is that the bonus in his contract is earmarked for the entire football team to be split apart as the athletic director sees fit. So you can give $20,000 to Mel Tucker and then divvy up the rest among assistants if you want to, Mm. right? It's not specifically just for Mel Tucker. It's for the football coaching staff. Well, and I think that's part of what would need to improve with Michigan State. It's one thing to pay Mel Tucker all that money, 
but you got to be able to pay your assistant coaches. Right. But giving up a hundred thousand dollars is not going to do a whole is lot. Is that Mel Tucker got it all? He got all one hundred thousand. They gave it all to him. Why wouldn't you give all one hundred thousand to your guys? Well, not, he, did, he wanted to take it. Why? I don't know. <laughs> he took it, and that's is that factored in to his total contract or is that a straight up bonus no, on straight top. up bonus it was it's in his contract in the contract but it's not part of the it's not part of the guaranteed the money. 10-year deal that we hear about right why would any sane man God. with that much money coming to him feel like he wouldn't give that especially if it I could go to, to his you. assistants that because he hates them that's why <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the case because he they're the reason their team is suffering Around the Big Ten with our guy Adam Rittenberg coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. A couple of slowdowns you're going to want to watch out for, including the east outer bound northbound before Eastern Way. It's an accident. Two right lanes are blocked. No doubt crews are on the scene. 71 southbound right before 3637 in Delaware. Still working on that accident. Off on the left burr, but still attracting some attention. So a slowdown or two there. 71 southbound. You're on the brakes between Chevenai Parkway and the north outer belt. This traffic report is sponsored by JCPenney. Through Sunday, JCPenney shopped thousands of deals. So low, no coupons needed. Strike gold on fine jewelry and turn up the savings on Memorex Home Electronics. We got your holiday. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Common Man and T-Bones around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg. Big Ten News and Notes. Sponsored by your Central Ohio Toyota dealers. Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Our guy Adam Rittenberg covers all things college football for ESPN. He joins us on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Adam, good to talk to you, my friend. Uh, good to be with you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. I ask you this question every damn week, and this will be the last time because it has to be. Iowa controls their destiny today. They are currently playing against Nebraska. If Iowa wins this game, they are going to Indy for the Big Ten Championship. Do they win? Yes, I do. I think they do. You know, They've been finding ways, even though their offense has never taken off or even resembled taking off. They, they're making fewer mistakes running the ball a little bit better. Their defense, as you guys know, is one of the best in college football and, and likely will create some opportunities. So I, I do think they'll win. Uh, I think these two teams, we, we've seen them in these types of games before, and they usually go the way of the Hawkeyes. So, uh, you know, can't rule out a Nebraska win. It would be obviously great for Mickey Joseph and what will be his final game as the Nebraska coach in the interim basis. Um, but uh, I think the Hawkeyes get it done. Yeah, and folks, it's a beautiful game right now. It's zero zero, two punts for Iowa and a missed field goal for the Cornhuskers. So it's zero zero hitting that under so far. Adam, we're hearing a whole lot about what's going on with Nebraska's head coaching situation, and Matt Rule keeps coming up. I think your colleague Chris Lowe had a, a report about that, wanted to finalize things in the next two days. What are you hearing? Yeah, it's it's looking like Matt Rule Matt Rule, and that was the name that emerged. Over the weekend, you know, there was some chatter about whether, you know, he had turned it down. Maybe they went back to him. But I think as the other names began to drop out, 
Uh, obviously, Lance Leipold uh, signed an extension with Kansas. And Chris Kleiman, I, I was told, was, was not really in it from Kansas State. You know, Dave Doran's name came up as well from NC State. But you just kind of do process of elimination, and, 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 that, and that rule became the, the overwhelming target for Nebraska. So I'd expect a deal to be done here in the next you know, 48 to 72 hours. And I think all, all things considered, it's a, it's a strong move for Nebraska. They, they really want to restore their edge at the line of scrimmage, you know, their ability to run the ball. And, and if you saw how Matt changed the Baylor program from what it was before he got there to how they played at the end of his short but successful tenure, I think that's an encouraging sign if you're a Nebraska fan because they need to start playing like a Big Ten team. They never have really done that. Uh, since the Bo Pelini days, and they need to start reflecting the values that get you wins in this conference. I think that's the type of coach that can create that in Lincoln. Around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg here on The Fan. We don't normally talk a ton of Ohio State in this segment. We like to focus on the other teams, but this game tomorrow, kind of important. Buckeyes in Michigan, noon tomorrow. How do you see this one shaking out? Well, I, I think, you know, again, Ohio State's a more talented team, but are they the tougher team? And it's so interesting because Ryan Day has made that kind of the theme since they, they were out tough and outplayed by Michigan last year in, in Ann Arbor. And, and most of the season, Michigan's looked like the better team at the line of scrimmage. So, you know, we'll see if Ohio State can, can match them up front. And ideally, if they can force J.J. McCarthy, the younger quarterback, who hasn't really been faced, really hasn't faced much adversity, hasn't had to win too many games. For Michigan this year. If Ohio State can force him into a situation where he's got to make the throws, he's got to make the plays to win games, I, I do like their chances. But it's just been an interesting year for Ohio State because they haven't lost a game, but they've had all these injuries. Uh, they've fallen behind on the road. They found a way to come back and win those, win those games. But I, this is going to be by far their biggest challenge just up front on both the offensive and defensive lines because Michigan's defensive line guys, even though they lost a first-round pick in Aiden Hutchinson and a guy who would have been a first-round pick in David Ojabo, they have not taken a step back. So this is going to be a real challenge for the Buckeye front five. Adam, give me an underrated guy that you think it's going to be big, big-time performance. Whoever you think is going to win this one, give me an underrated performer on either Ohio State side or Michigan side. Well, I think the tight end groups, I'll, I'll kind of chop out a little bit, but I just think the, the tight end groups at both, at both teams are really interesting. Now, Eric All has been out uh, for, for quite some time for Michigan, unfortunately, with an injury, but um, you know, they, 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 they've had other players step up at that position and, and help J.J. McCarthy. And I think Ohio State, even though they're so good at receiver, I mean, the, the reviews that I'm getting, guys, from Big Ten coaches on Marvin Harrison Jr. Are, are just through the roof. A lot of people say he's the best player in the conference, not C.J. Stroud. But they also have some, some weapons at tight end. So that's always a position you kind of forget about when you have two really good receiving cores. But I, I think those, that, that those groups of players are, are certainly uh, notable in, in a game like this. I've talked about that, Adam. I think, and, and a lot of people say this is a knock on CJ. It's not. It's Marvin Harrison is the most important guy on this team. He's been the best. He's been the most consistent. And I contend, and I'd like to get your take on it, if he were eligible for the draft, which he's not, He'd be a top 10 pick right now. No question about it. No doubt about it. Uh, just because he's ascending so fast. And what was interesting when I spent time with Brian Hartline before the season, you know, he kind of had to tar- talk Mark Cantoni into, into Marvin Harrison as a recruit because he didn't have that recruiting uh, hype like, like so many of the other players that they, they have coming into Ohio State. So he was a bit of a late bloomer in high school. 
And now this year, you know, with, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, unfortunately out for essentially the whole season, he's barely played. You know, he has stepped up in, in incredible ways. And, and he, you know, his, his catch radius, his ability to make tougher catches in traffic. Uh, I mean, his, his performance against Penn State was just unbelievable seeing that one in person. And, um, yeah, he would absolutely be a top 10 pick, maybe even a top five pick, depending on how he tested uh, in the lead up to the draft. Adam, we always appreciate it, my friend. Hopefully we talk next week as the Buckeyes are getting ready to go to Indianapolis. Have a good one, buddy. You too, guys. Appreciate you. Around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Talk about Marvin Harrison Jr. and what he's been able to do. I am in awe of him and the instincts and the talent that he has. He is one of the greatest receivers I've ever seen where Scarlet and Gray and that's saying something, especially now, because we are in the golden age of wide receivers. We sure are. It has never yeah. been better for wide receivers right now. When you're gonna you're gonna watch what Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave do in the NFL. And you know, look, it's it's not like you you mentioned Marvin Harrison Jr. Adam Rittenberg just backed it up right there, what the coaches in this conference have been reporting back on when they see Ohio State up close and personal. That's the best player in this league. Not the guy that's slinging it around. Not CJ7, right? And that's that's fine. Marvin Harrison Jr., son of a legend. He is a workout warrior. He has got God-given ability. And then he has put the work in. And the body that he's got, too. He's six foot four. He can go up and play the ball at the point of attack. He's a crisp route runner. What's not to like with him? I agree with everything you said. And I mean, Joel Klatt, he's been oohing and on over him. He said he thinks he's going to be the best player in the National Football League in five years' time. Normally, I roll my eyes at uh, you know the national guys when they come in here. And, you know, Greg McElroy, smart-ass comments last week. Watch one Buckeye game. Was that one week of practice? Then all of a sudden, he's going to tell fans how it is mm-hmm. for the entire year. But when Klatt says something, I usually give it a little bit more weight because... He's done like five Buckeye games this season. They get a lot of the big noon kickoffs. They're like, I know we don't get that. It's weird how we don't get that in football. We get that in almost every other sport here in America with our, with our baseball, with our basketball, with our NHL. We don't get everyday broadcasters on TV, but they, uh, Gus and Joel sort of have felt like that for the Buckeyes. So they know, they know a little bit more. I will tell you about Tennessee coach Jeremy Pruitt and his big bag of cash coming up next. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Center. Looks like it's a better commute in a couple of spots around the Columbus area. One area is uh, the east outer belt. Northbound right before Easton Way. Earlier accident cleaned up. Looks like everything back to normal there. Traffic recovering from a problem in Delaware on 71 southbound right before 36-37. Crew is working on getting that accident cleaned up. You are still on the brakes though on 71 southbound for a couple of minutes between Chemini Parkway and the North Outer Belt. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, save on large 41 to 50 count Easy Peel raw shrimp, just $3.99 a pound now through November 29th. Get real. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. 
Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Their BMI is higher than their IQ. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Tool of the week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone 971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Uh, Wednesday, we had a short show because we had Buckeye basketball coverage. But it was what, Teddy? Like 40 minutes we did? Something like that? Yeah, 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, we had a problem with the podcast. So that was not in your podcast feed. But it has been corrected, and it should be there now. I blame Ted for everything. My fault. Yeah. He's the producer. Is. Yep. You got to handle those things, Ted. What's wrong with you? The buck stops here. Watching Iowa in Nebraska is like watching me and you have a slap fight. No one looks good and no one will win. Well, Nebraska had an 87-yard touchdown. That's right. Nebraska should have gotten the, in the end zone again. Instead, they've settled for a 21-yard field goal. Nebraska is up on Iowa 10 to nothing. Why do we care about this game? 3-8 and eight Nebraska, 7-4 and four Iowa. Because if Iowa wins this game... They go to the Big Ten Championship game. And, of course, if the Buckeyes win tomorrow, they will face Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game. Talk about an all-time level step-down game. After this oh, Big Ten Championship? One. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Will there... We're, we're, I mean, we'd have to go and look back every single situation since conference championships came about, but you probably can't even argue that there will never have been a bigger step-down game for someone in a rivalry game, two versus three. This is one of the biggest football games in Ohio State football history coming up tomorrow, right? That's what I don't... It's that big. I am in favor of doing away with divisions. I think they will once USC and UCLA come into the Big Ten. I think they'll do away with divisions, and they'll take the two best teams put them in the Big Ten Championship game. And we know what we'd have next week. Well, we would. And will we have it every single year? No, probably not. But maybe it does happen. You know, three out of every ten years. Yeah, embrace Something it. like that. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it minimizes the regular season. I think that it would, it would be awesome knowing that this is round one. And then next week you go get him again. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I know a lot of people just have... Very, very religious thoughts about it, that it can only be played one time and the sanctity of the regular season. All the people that are for no college football playoff expansion, that it's not going to do anything, that it's still going to be the same teams. Can't mess up the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry. If you have too many teams in the in the playoff, then it doesn't mean enough. Right, well, we always talk about the eh. sanctity of this and preserving the legacy of that. And coaches fall into this pattern, too, where it's... We got to protect the integrity of the bowl games. First of all, the bowl games are modern creations of the last 30 years simply to satisfy corporate sponsors. All right? There's no legacy of the Alamo Bowl that we need to protect. All right? So don't give me that BS. And if you want to talk about we need to protect the integrity of the Big Ten, not have Ohio State and Michigan play twice. How does Iowa playing in a Big Ten championship game protect the integrity of the Big Ten? How does a team who doesn't deserve to be there because they just happen to be the best of all the other crap on their side of the division separated by a river, right? Why do we say that, oh, because you've gotten through that tough schedule, you've shown what it takes, you deserve to be playing for a Big Ten championship game. If we really want to go back to the the foundation of the Big Ten, we get rid of the championship game. We don't have it. 
But that's not going to happen because that takes money out of people's pockets. Right, yeah. You play it out in the regular season. <laughs> this, yes. this game this game would be for the Big Ten Championship coming up on Saturday. But you're right. And look, we've and already... And we know that it is. It is. It, it is. is. It is. Whoever wins is going to win the following week. We already know that. You already have Power Five conferences that have been doing this for years, right? The Big 12, when they went down to 10 teams, they had a true round-robin-style regular season. So yeah, you're and they did gonna, that more out of necessity. You were always going to get a, a repeat in the conference championship game, a second game of the season. Yeah. I, I kind of on the side of thinking how fascinating it would be because back-to-back games, I mean, we we put so much into this all year long. It's that big of a deal out, out here. Just imagine what that would feel like if we knew we were going into a two-week matchup with that team up north. Well, think it's about not the in strategy, the same setting. too. Yeah, no, strategy. It's, it's it's a different feel. You're going to be on the fast track you're not gonna and play, then outside the elements. You're not going to coach two identical games back-to-back. Let's say Ohio State gets this done uh, tomorrow. Then Ryan Day is going to spend all week trying to figure out, well, do I... What else can I, mean, I do? I, I know what beat them on Saturday, but is that going to beat them again? Or do I go in with a completely different game plan? Or will they be expecting that? I think it's. I think the drama that leads up to that would be very interesting. Now, if it happened every single year, yeah, maybe it would get a little old. But let's also just not assume that just because Michigan has been, air quotes, back the last two seasons, that this is the norm for them. That it's just the norm now for Michigan to be undefeated going into Ohio State week. I don't know that. Do you? No, I don't know. And I, I tend to be on the side of you know we we can we can want certain things. I've always just thought the way that we watch sports in this country, the the playoffs are the most fun time of year. That's the way I've looked at that. And that to me also doesn't mean that you're taking away from the regular season. I'm such a big college basketball fan. You know that about me. But I still care an awful lot about these games in November when not many other general fans do because it's not anywhere close to March. But I know if you get a win here, it can matter. Like, it can be the difference of you getting in the tournament or not getting in the tournament. A top 25 win is a top 25 win if that team's going to go on and be good. So the, the rivalry game against Michigan, that's never going to change for me. And the possibility that you could possibly get more as we evolve and things change and we try to make the game a little bit more fun and better for everybody, that kind of excites me. You, you just would never have that in the past. And it doesn't, it doesn't ruin everything for me. If anything, it makes it a little bit better, a little bit neater. All right, Tennessee has had a uh, nice season last week, notwithstanding. Jeremy mm-hmm. Pruitt, a lot of people are talking about him for... Coach of the year. A lot of people also talking about him for putting cash in a bag. Yeah, and big paying off players. Big cash bag guy. Secure the bag, right? You got the hundred dollar handshakes, or then you got the you know what is it three hundred dollar McDonald's bags. That's what we had going on. So yeah, he he and seven staff members they were fired back in two thousand twenty one, and Pruitt received a phone call from the mother of a Tennessee player in August of two thousand twenty. He met the woman outside the football facility on campus where she asked him for money, the documents state. And Pruitt, it says, went to his car, he had the cash, and he gave her somewhere between $300 and $400 in not a McDonald's bag, as was previously reported. This is a very key difference. In 
a classy Chick-fil-A bag. No one's going to check that. That's what it was. My pleasure. Dave Holmes was part of the process. Oh, he's obsessed. In getting this He's taking a corporate tour, Dave Holmes. Oh, yeah. By the way, why do I keep saying that Jeremy Pruitt is still the coach of Tennessee? He's, he's not. not the, he's not the coach. It's Josh Fired Heupel. guy. I know. Yeah. I'm stupid. Heupel. Yeah. You know, I don't know. If I saw, if I was handed a Chick-fil-A bag, I might even be disappointed if there was money in it and not just like 17 sandwiches in those nice heat-sealed bags. So you'd rather have seventeen sandwiches <laughs> than three hundred dollars? They call that that's about three hundred bucks. It wouldn't take you many sandwiches at Chick Fil A these days to get to three hundred dollars. How often does Dave Holmes from Ten TV go to the local Chick Fil A? Twice a week. Oh, I thought it was more than that. Maybe three. I'm at about a week guy. Once a week. Well, you've got me going there now. Yeah, yeah. You get on the app program? No, I don't do apps. Friends of Seth? I don't want to do that. Seth, don't don't get cheap on me. Start sliding some more freeze. I, I want to open up Seth? that app. He's the owner of the local. If there was a time, there were every time I opened the app, and it would give me a hey, free fry, a hey, free chicky fillet. Now it's about every six times I open up the app. Well, you know what? Get cheap on me, Seth. They've come to know you. You think I'm just going to keep coming? Like, oh, it's Timmy Hall. I expect it Forget to be free. It. You know what time it is? You know what time it is? No, it's NFL picks time. Yeah, you, you know. If you'd like to play against us, call us on the telephone. 614-821-9710 is a phone number. Either way, win or lose, you get a $50 gift card to Urban Meyer's Pint House, Dublin's home for sports. Join him for all the college football action. Watch your favorite pro team with the NFL Sunday ticket and see the games on their 21 matrix. NFL picks up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Looks pretty good around the area, really just some slowdowns in the usual spot. 71 southbound between Gemini Parkway and North Outer Bell, a couple of minutes there. Of course, don't forget Black Friday shopping in full swing. It's going to be heavier near malls, large shopping areas, Polaris Fashion Place, one spot, Eastern Town Center, others. So just uh, pack some patience and be prepared. This traffic report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Mattress Firm's Black Friday sale is here to help get you the sleep you need this season. Get a king bed for a queen price and save up to $700 on select mattresses from top brands. Plus, get a free adjustable base for qualifying purchase. Shop in stores or at mattressfirm.com. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Stupid impressions and bad math. This is Common Man and T-Bone. NFL picks coming up in mere moments. Timmy is in for bone today. Teddy, I'm a little concerned. Mm. The uh, 10 TV sports producers mm-hmm. keep coming out of their little cave into our area. Oh, they're looking for a guy. Looking mm-hmm. for one of their anchors. Yeah, they're looking for an Adam King or There's a Dave There's no Holmes. one here. No. Mm-hmm. And they look very anxious. Three times we've I don't seen know if, a guy if come the out news there. is about to start, they don't have somebody, what do they do? I think you need to go on. 
and do television sports news. You're wearing a nice Buckeye hoodie. Just do it. Yeah, I, I could do it, but, I mean, Tim's right there, and he was just doing it the other day. He had a nice suit on and, you know, sport coat well, he and wasn't, everything. It wasn't nice. It was tweed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for noticing. Everybody else. You like my tweedy? <laughs> very, uh... Very nice fabric. Well, you look like it was crocheted by an old woman. Here's the thing. <laughs> I knew that every single one of those guys was going to wear the gray suit jacket with the red tie. Yeah. Every one of them. I didn't want to have that exact same look. You always have That's to be different, that, don't you? I didn't oh, I don't have you to be different. You always have to be different. I knew it was going to be four for four with that look. And every other blazer that I have has some... Even if it's slight, some semblance of blue oh, in it. Oh, then you would have been color. You would have been Musburger forever I, I if you wore a blue killed. blazer. I'd right. They'd run me out of here like Herb Street. That'd be it for me. Oh, he's around. <laughs> yeah, he's here. He's here. He's here. I know. I know. Probably he's here for the game. Coleman, uh, Coleman campus tonight. Going around. I don't know. Maybe Blue Jackets in town. His guys. I saw that they canceled. Tomorrow night's game. Yeah, isn't that weird? In Have Nashville. you ever seen that? Nashville has some sort of water main issue in the arena, so they postpone the game. So the Jackets won't be able to go to Nashville and lose a, like they always do. A water main issue. So what do they have to do? It's all Get flooded. An excavator in there like they did to I my front know. yard last week? It's all flooded. All right, NFL pick. Common Man and T-Bones NFL picks. Sponsored by Urban Myers Pint House. Dublin's home for sports. Our guy this week is Noah. He gets a nice $50 gift card to Urban Meyer's Pine House just for playing. Noah, are you ready, buddy? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Game number one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Brownies. I'm going to take the Browns at home. I'm taking the Browns at home as well, Mike. I'm taking the Clowns. Uh, Bungles on the road at Tennessee. No Joe Mixon in this game. Jamar Chase is still iffy. I'm going to take the Bengals on the road anyway. I'm going to take the Titans at home here. Titans. Uh, Houston Texans. Who are they starting? Did they bench? What's his name? Did they bench Davis Mills? I think they saying? benched him. Yeah, I believe they did. Who, who's starting? Why do today? I not? Why am I not on top of that? The John Texans. Smith, I think. John, no, it's not John Smith. John I'm going to say Dom Tiberi. Dom Tiberi is starting at quarterback for the Houston Texans. At Miami, I'm going to take the Dolphins at home. Dolphins. Dolphins. The Bears on the road at the Jets. So this could be, because Justin Fields is dead, this could be Trevor Simeon against Mike White. I'm going to take the Jets at home. Go with that sauce Gardner Jets defense. I'll take New York, too. Uh, Atlanta Falcons on the road at Timmy's Washington Commanders. Give me the fighting Taylor Heineke's at home. Fighting Heineke's, baby. Let's go. We're going to get some Falcons-colored Jordans after this one. I'll take Commanders. Uh, Crappy Denver Broncos at the crappy Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold gets the start for the Panthers. Give me the Broncos on the road. Give me the Panthers. (laughs) The Broncos suck. I'll take Broncos. Baltimore Ravens on the road at Jacksonville. I said I said earlier in the week, I don't like what Baltimore is doing. They have no identity, but Jacksonville is just flat out bad. I will take the Ravens on the road. Same, Baltimore. I'll take Jacksonville. Uh, Chargers on the road at Arizona. I will take the Bolts. I'll take the Cardinals. 
I will take the Chargers. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders on the road at Seattle. Give me Geno Smith at home. I am going to take Seattle, too. I will take Seattle. Bad L.A. Rams on the road at Kansas City. I'll take the Chiefs at home. Oh. It's not Arrowhead anymore, is it? It's like Gah Stadium. What, what was that? Gah Gah Stadium. <laughs> Are you taking the Chiefs? I'm taking the All Chiefs, right. yeah. Gah. Chiefs. Uh, Saints on the road at San Francisco. Give me the 49ers at home. 49ers. San Francisco. Sunday night football, Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers says he has a broken thumb. Uh, on the road at Philadelphia. Give me the Eagles at home. Would have liked to take the Packers because I hate the Eagles, but the Eagles are going to win. Philly. Monday Night Football, the Stillers on the road at the Colts. I will take Indianapolis at home. I'll take the Fighting Ursays as well. I'll take the Colts. Give me a point total for that game, Noah. I'll do 38. 38. Timmy? Point total. Let's go 40. All right. What was I going to say to you? Are you all excited about your Washington commanders? Don't pretend like you're not. I see the, the, the little glean in your eye. <laughs> For the first time in a long time, it's starting to become enjoyable. You, you, know, know, you know what that means. What does that They're mean? They're just going to kill you. Sure, right. They're don't getting get, your hopes don't get up, excited. and then they'll crap right on your chest. Well... Where would I be without you to help me with these things? I'm just, you know, it's true. I do. I, I hate them as much as anybody, but the fact that they're six and five, I'm keeping it within reason. And I saw RG3. I don't know if anyone saw that a few days ago. He went on this big Twitter diatribe about showing us Zach Wilson stats. And then he had like this whole build up. He had a nine tweet thread building it all up. He's like, there's another quarterback out there who's got similar numbers and has a winning record. We all think he's awesome. And that guy is Taylor Heineke. I'm like, okay, Taylor Heineke is a forgotten man. He's been sleeping on his sister's couch out of the league. What's happening? (laughs) <laughs> Sleeping on his sister's because couch. Because he was home. What, is this a video? <laughs> because he was homeless, not because he's on porn. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Although that makes for an even better storyline for one of those. But to compare that, uh, Zach Wilson being a punk to Taylor Heineke and how well those guys want to play for him, he's backing up the team and he's played well and he's going to keep the job for the foreseeable future. That's what it is there. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Really, just a couple of minutes of slowdown time in a few spots, but overall, not too bad on the roadways out there along 670 westbound from 270 to 70. About three or four minutes of delay time. It's going to be about two or three minutes on the brakes out 33 eastbound, post road to right around uh, West Dublin Granville Road. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, save on large 41 to 50 count easy peel raw shrimp, just $3.99 a pound. Now through November 29th, get real. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. 
All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Extra large. Extra stupid. This is Man and Bone. I'll tell you what, man. Timmy is in for T-Bone today. Tool of the week coming up at 534. We are watching Nebraska and Iowa. Unreal. Just when you think you have the Big Ten West kind of figured out, your mind gets blown. Let's throw away the fact that everybody sucks. Now, we all know these teams are bad. For sheer entertainment value, the way this changes every single week, I mean, it's fun to watch. (laughs) Knowing that these teams will go to the Big Ten championship game and lose by 60, regardless of who they play, Ohio State or Michigan. But we were talking to Adam Rittenberg last hour, and I asked him, because I asked him every single week, is Iowa going to win the Big Ten West? Because they control their own destiny today. They are the only team out there that does. They are home against Nebraska, who has been awful. If Iowa wins the game, they are in Indianapolis next week. They win the Big Ten West, as bad as Iowa's offense has been. All of that. And and Adam Rittenberg said, yes, I think Iowa can do it. It'll put all that drama away. Iowa wins the Big Ten West. And then, of course, what is happening? With 10.37 left to go in the second quarter, Nebraska's up 17 to nothing in Iowa City. How about that Iowa offense, though? Oh, you just Getting pointed, them back in it. You just pointed out, uh, breaking news, this is not a, an Iowa offense built to come from behind. Oh, they're dead. They're dead. They're down they 17 points. They're dead. This will be fun to watch them slither away and die because they won't be able to do it despite their best efforts. It is early in the second quarter. We can sit here and emphatically say Iowa cannot win this game. They can't game. come back from a 17-point no. deficit. And I'm I'm watching the play that led to this last Nebraska touchdown. You think Iowa's offense is bad. Like, they're bad in so many different ways, right? They had a third and nine in Nebraska. I can't tell from where this clip picks up, but they send either an end, a safety, or a corner on a free blitz from the right side of the formation. Iowa's right tackle just blocks nobody. I mean, just stands there and shuffles his feet. This guy comes back and drills Iowa's quarterback. I mean, is Petra still playing? I don't even. I don't even freaking know who's who's playing. No, today he got injured early. He's out, right? So the backup quarterback's in. Yeah, yeah. Whoever the backup quarterback guy? is, you know his name? C.J. Beathard the second. Kyle <laughs> Allen. Kyle. It's, it's not Kyle Allen. Uh, that's Kyle that's Allen the Texans. From the Panthers? That's who's going to be quarterback oh, of the yeah. Texans. Sorry. God. <laughs> who's the who's the Allen for the Bengals? Who's that backup? Isn't that an Allen? Is that Brandon, a Brandon? Brandon, Brandon Allen. Allen. Brandon Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen was the Panther. Then the Rivera guy went to the Commanders when they were the football team. Yeah, I think now he's right. a Texan guy. So we don't know who the quarterback of Iowa is? Some dude. It's uh, uh, Alex Padilla. Padilla. Alex Padilla. Spencer Petrus has been playing in this game. Maybe Ted. He's one for six. Vincente yeah, yeah, he started. He got, yeah, he got. He started. He got injured. Sorry. No, he. You're oh, he started. Spencer Petrus started the game. He got injured during this game. Oh, man, we don't know what the hell's going on. Do no, we? I, I do. You just have to ask the right questions. <laughs> we said Spencer Petrus right in the. You said he was still. No, you said he was still in the game. He's been dead for five years. No, that's the st- way you said it. Like, oh. oh my god, he got benched three weeks ago. <laughs> he got murdered like uh, when it was seven to nothing. Oh, so he was hurt in this game. Yeah, it was seven to nothing, and he fumbled the ball and. 
on that play, I think he got injured. He was already dealing with an injury. I think that aggravated it. Gotcha. Okay. He could have been hurt and been out for well, three weeks. Well, I was weeks. just punted again. So and Nebraska has the ball again. So what's the scenario then if... Purdue. If win and you're in, right? If Purdue is at Indiana. Win and you're in. Right. If, but what if, if they this lose? Happens. What if they lose? Illinois. Then Illinois, Illinois has to beat Northwestern, right? Yeah. I don't. Uh, Tim's saying Purdue goes over Illinois. I don't know. Did they beat Illinois head to head? I can't remember how that went. Yes, they yes. beat them in Champaign. Yep. Okay, so that's but, why. But wait a minute, Minnesota's still alive in this too, right? Minnesota and Wisconsin. <laughs> Isn't there some well, sort of scenario? There could be what a three or four way tie. So I don't know what all the tiebreakers oh are. God. So I don't know. Well, Minnesota, no, because Minnesota lost straight up to Purdue. And, and no, here's the but deal. But you go into multiple tiebreakers. No, no, no. Hurts, no, no, no. my soul. Iowa and Purdue are the only five and three teams in conference. That's what you got to look at. All of those guys are seven and four. Iowa, Purdue, Illinois, Minnesota are all seven and four. So if Purdue wins outright, it gets in. Yes, but if they lose, they don't still get in. If they lose, then there's a lot of four loss teams. <laughs> what we're saying. So if they if Purdue loses and Minnesota wins, so they're both five and four. So the overall record doesn't count, does it? What do they do head to head? Head to head, Purdue beat Minnesota. Okay, but so they there could still be, go correct. But there could be multiple teams. Like if, Illinois could be five and four. You know, Iowa's also five and four. So you have like what if four Wisconsin? If Wisconsin wins, they're five and four. If Wisconsin Did wins, Wisconsin five and Purdue and four. play head to head. Well, Wisconsin they had to have. Yeah, yeah they you, had to. You have. could have four teams with four losses. Yes. Wisconsin beat Purdue. Okay. Oh boy, it's just it's just, it's just crazy, right? How about this? How Purdue about, just win the game. If just beat Indiana. If, if tomorrow yeah. is a close, entertaining game, where we walk away from that saying, "Well, we know both these teams are good." Ohio State and Michigan, and one just happened to be a little bit better than the other one. I think we throw the rule book out. And we say, all right, now go do it again next week in Indianapolis. They just play twice anyway. Big Ten West does not even exist. Because you don't deserve to go. No. This is this is just this is a clown. No, this show. is this is poo. This is a circus. Rundown. Common man and T Bones, the rundown. The rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the five G T Mobile Network. Buckeyes getting ready for meat chicken. Live coverage starts tomorrow morning at six thirty. The kick is at noon. Of course, catch all the action right here on the fan. My Stomach pains started last night about 8 o'clock for this game. I couldn't even enjoy the rest of my Thanksgiving evening because I was worried about this game on Saturday. Um, I, there's so much I need to know. I need to know if these corners are up to the task. And I'm sure Michigan fans are having the same conversation saying, I need to know if J.J. McCarthy is up to the task throwing the football. They have concerns throwing the football. I have concerns stopping them throwing the football. I need to know who the hell's playing running back. Doesn't it kind of make a difference? I know that Dallin Hayden sort of come out of nowhere and is a true freshman. He's been a lifesaver, but if it's just him, that doesn't make me very confident, especially since this Michigan defensive line is still really good. Seems like there's a lot of thought that Mayan Williams is going to be not just available, but really Ready to go. I, well, ready I hope to run so, because I don't know what that means. Because yeah. Travion Henderson was available last week, and he was 50% and bad. Yeah, I know. So if but, it's going to be 50% Mayan, that doesn't make me feel better. I don't think it's going to be 50% Mayan if he's going to be out there. And what I do like is that we, we saw this when you considered both backs to be healthy, right? Mayan Williams was, was, the better deser- back. was deserving of that starting job. Even when it, 
even when the numbers didn't really show a whole lot of the difference, you could just tell by the pop. You know, when the running back, you know, first made contact with an opponent, how he was falling forward or breaking that first tackle, Mayan Williams' vision in between the holes, like he just sort of had it. You felt it with him. And on the subject of the corners, I really do look at an opportunity here for somebody to step up for the first time in a long time and build yourself a legacy. You know, we we talk about guys who really start off their legacy in this game, like Chris Olave did before he went on to have his brilliant years as a receiver. He had the two touchdown catches from Dwayne and he had the punt block and then the rest was history. Someone maybe will have a chance to start with something in this game, mentioning J.J. McCarthy's not the best thrower, and then go on to the rest of this year and the next year and become a great corner for Ohio who's, State. Who's that going to be, though? It would be somebody next like a, a younger guy I'd have to go with would be a, a Jordan Hancock. We're, we're wishing it into existence when we haven't seen any evidence that they're trending. No, that's, that's true. In that direction, and that's what concerns me. You know, we haven't seen... CJ really with that eye of the tiger. I mean, CJ could wind up being the number one pick in the draft, or at least a top five pick in the draft, top ten pick in yeah. the draft. But, you know, never winning a game against Michigan. He's going to make money on Sundays either way. But is he going to be remembered here for that killer instinct in the big moment? I don't know. You know, he's going to have to figure that out. Ryan Day. Ryan Day, if he loses this game tomorrow, will be the only Buckeye head coach in over 20 years at any tenure to have a, have a losing record against Michigan. It's not lost on him. You know, he talked about this week saying, oh, it's, it's all about the team. It's all I'm worried about. Yeah, all right. But these guys are also super competitive. They have big egos. He knows. He knows what's at stake for him personally. You know, we were talking about uh, off the air. Buckeye Cruise for cancer and how all these players go on the Buckeye Cruise for cancer yeah. and former coaches show up and you know I was I, I was hearing that maybe Ryan Day is going to be on the cruise this this year even though he has motion sickness he you know it's a good cause wants, he wants to, go. to wants to be there for and I I know yeah. that the is going to be there too and you know even if it goes unsaid you know Tressel's there Ryan Day shows up shaking Tressel's hand knowing. This guy is better than you at doing one very specific and thing, yeah. and that's beating Michigan. The guy who hired you, Ryan Day, Urban Meyer, never lost to Michigan. He's at the 7-0 and room, right? At Urban's Pine House. You already can't get that. Well, right, you can't you get that. You can't but, get that, but you better start winning it now, or else, yes, those previous two coaches that were here, man, how good they were, and that's got to sting if you can't at least in some semblance, replicate that. There's a lot of pressure here, man. And I'm sure Michigan fans are talking about the pressure on their end of things. They're undefeated, too. All of this is meaningless if they don't win this game. Harbaugh was able to do it last year, but can he do it again? J.J. McCarthy, can he throw the ball down the field? Is Blake Corum going to play? I mean, there's lots of pressure on both sides. We are focusing on the Ohio State side because that's where we are. But this is a powder keg ready to explode tomorrow. You Who walks out alive? You know who I do feel, I said this once before this week, I feel pretty comfortable in saying if Ohio State wins this game, Tommy Eichenberg will have had a massive football game. I feel like it's going to be a 14 to 17 tackle 
type of performance. If that Ohio State defense is going to be tough enough, physical enough, dominant enough, we know, you know, smart money doesn't say that the this guys in the secondary are going to be having the big, big games, although there's an opportunity there. Tommy Eichenberg, with the year that he's turned in time and time again, he will have had a big game if the Buckeyes get the job done tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. More conversations about the game coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. You'll find yourself on the brakes on 71 Southbound between Chevenai Parkway and the North Outabout. A couple of minutes there. Don't forget, wild lights kicking off right about now at Columbus Zoo and Aquarium. That goes each night. Uh, that means that there's going to be some extra heavy traffic around there. Of course, Black Friday shopping in full swing. That means heavy traffic near uh, malls and large shopping areas. Polaris Fashion Place, one spot. Also, Easton Town Center and others just plan on some extra traffic in those areas. This traffic report sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, save on Haas, avocados, or red mangoes, just 77 cents each. Now through November 29th. Get real. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Prepare your non-beef jerky insides for what's about to happen to them. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Football Friday. Timmy is in for T-Bone today, who's probably passed out in a retention pond someplace. Tool of the Week is coming up at 534. Set in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone 971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Buckeyes getting ready for meat chicken tomorrow. Our pregame coverage starts at 6.30 in the a.m. You know my rule. If there's live pregame coverage on, it's acceptable to have a cocktail. So enjoy one tomorrow morning at 6.30. Absolutely. And the kick is at noon. Catch all the action right here on The Fan. Most of today's show has been me discussing my irrational and very rational fears. Um, There's a lot of you that are convinced, you know, this game's at home. Uh, Buckeyes are undefeated, more talented. Adam Rittenberg said they're more talented. But is that extra intangible there? Is that toughness there? And maybe that's not fair. Maybe we look at last year's team and we talk about the lack of toughness. We've talked about it. Michigan's coaching staff has talked about it. They've moved on, but they talked about it. Maybe that's unfair because... You know, what looks like a lack of toughness is really not that. It was just a lack of talent on defense. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it was toughness. Maybe it was all scheme. But Jim Knowles the last two weeks has talked about, yeah, we got to clean up some busted plays. We got to figure that out. Yeah, you do. Because there's no room for that tomorrow. And I I felt sorry for the Buckeye offense last year. They were not perfect by any means, but it's tough going out there every single possession knowing you need to come away with a touchdown because your defense can't stop anybody. Let me ask you this, because you bring up Jim Knowles, and I've been thinking about this and just the style of defense that Ohio State has put out there. 
what does that changed style of defense mean if you can't get nasty? And not to say that they haven't shown some ability to do that with some of their individual talent, right? In the JT Tuimaloao game, I'm not talking. About, I'm not talking about defensive I'm, line. I'm not worried about the defensive I, line. But I'm, I'm talking about you know having a four-two-five type of schematic with all the DBs that you got on the field. And look, I, I've liked Lathan Ransom, and I think Rocket Hickman's been a nice player. But when Michigan wants to just get down in some big formations and pound the football down your throat, instead of having a you know a nice old fashioned four three out there where you get the middle linebacker and two outside ba- outside backers, and you can stuff them in the box, bring up a safety as well. Any concerns about that? About it not being so you know prone to stopping a dominant rushing offense? Because we just we talked about this in a lot of different areas of the football team. The first 11 games were the first 11 games. Everything that Jim Knowles has done and numbers-wise, being a nationally ranked defense, that's that's great. We appreciate that. That's wonderful. But if it falls apart tomorrow, yeah. it's yeah. all for naught. So I kind of am intrigued to see if this style of play can come up and stop, not just slow down, basically stop what Michigan wants to do then it comes down to, if okay, I'm you're going to make J.J. throw it. Yes. Can we then stop to. that as well? If I'm Jim Knowles, if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose being aggressive. Right? I, mean, I think the problem that we saw last week is you let Maryland get their sea legs. They come out of the week before being shut out, not scoring a point. And then you allow that offense to get in rhythm. We saw it third down and seven. What did you see? 10 to 15 yards of separation from the corners to the wide receiver. Right. Just give, giving you that easy pass. And you, Maryland took it last week. You don't week. need that. J.J. McCarthy yeah. has struggled throwing the football. You can't allow him those easy completions. Because I know what they're thinking. They're thinking is, we don't think you can do this eight times and go right down the field. You're going to make a mistake. But what they don't factor in is, every time they complete one of those passes, they are building confidence. They're saying, all right, well, they're going to give us this space. We're going to take it. It's going to be available to us. If J.J. McCarthy is going to beat you, I want him to beat you throwing the ball in the air 30 yards. Yeah. Not not him getting confidence completing eight-yard passes. This secondary is not very good. These corners are not very good. But you have to trust them at this point in the season to play up at the line of scrimmage and create chaos. If you don't trust them in a game like this, then then you're screwed. It doesn't matter. Because you're going to go and you're going to play Georgia or you're going to play TCU and they're going to kill you down the field. And you said it in, in reminding me about Jim Knowles and who he is and who he was coming in here taking this job and the type of defense that he run that he runs. It's an aggressive style of defense. You're, you're but sometimes okay. it's not as aggressive as, as I'd like. I know what you mean. Because where are more of those safety blitzes, those cornerback blitzes, those you know steel chambers running in there on a blitz? I almost wouldn't mind if one extra guy is running in there with their hair on fire every single play in a game like this. And it's going to be interesting, too, to see the chess match play out and who's done their homework the most. Because I would argue, I think you would agree, Ohio State has been a second-half football team. They are a team that can go into the into the halftime break and make some adjustments. And if we've seen them struggle before, by the time the game gets long, even if it's longer than you would have liked, like against Maryland, like against Northwestern, like against Penn State, certainly, 
They eventually made those plays later on in Let the Let me play devil's game. advocate, though. Are they making adjustments, or are they simply playing lesser competition and wearing them down? And winning out in the end? And that's why they're, you can, they're better in the well, second half. Because I don't think you have that luxury tomorrow. How could I? How could I not say that they're they're not better than all three of those teams that I mentioned? I I still do think that Ryan Day and his coaching staff they are pretty good at taking a look at what maybe hasn't worked in a football game, and if you give them that break there, they can figure some things out. But as far as as far as the Ohio State defense goes, I'm I'm just really intrigued to see what it's going to look like. And you use the word intrigue. I use the word scared, scared, scared to death, nervous. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, by the way, I have those same concerns on offense because I think what we've seen the last couple of weeks is these coaches are going to blitz CJ. They want to get in his face. Absolutely. And, and force him to different. make a bad decision. Trying to play the game with guys in your face and you're, you just, how many times has he been sacked all season? Eight times, maybe not many. Is it even double digits at this point in the year? Not many. Like he's used to being able to sit there in a clean pocket. And a lot of people that watch this team, you know, game in, game out every single play, would argue that they're more comfortable pass blocking than they are run blocking. And that's just a the offensive line for Ohio State I'm talking about. And that's a that's a weird thing to be saying. Usually you yeah. would enjoy look, getting down and dirty and the, run blocking. The offensive line has been inconsistent run blocking, but you know, we talk about the rhythm of getting a running back certain touches like some guys don't get going until they've had 10 12 touches i don't know why we discount rhythm for the offensive line too it's different their blocking is different depending on who's back there right they they have to get a feel for the running back too and if you don't know who the hell is going to be back there how are the offensive line supposed to get in any sort of blocking rhythm right I want to see consistency. If Dallin Hayden is your 100% guy, then you give him the ball 25 times. Give him the ball. Let's stop screwing around with guys that are 60% healthy. Same thing uh, if if Mayan Williams is back and he's feeling good then and it's, he's the guy you want to go you with. give him the ball. Give him the rock. Right. And let's go. Let's get behind these dude movers and let's try to win the football game. But yeah, I I think I settled myself at some point here in the last couple of days that and I don't feel you know abundantly confident with it. I know the line in this game is eight points. Well, let's, let's do predictions after Tool of the Week. Absolutely. The last segment of the show, we'll do it. predictions. Tool of the Week is next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Picked up a problem to Delaware on 315 northbound right before Jewett Road. It's an accident there. It looks like crews are on the sand. You're able to get around it okay, but maybe slowing you down just a bit. You'll still be on the brakes on 71 southbound between 3637 and Gemini Parkway. Also in Delaware, that's got you a little bit slow. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, save on Haas avocados or red mangoes, just 77 cents each. Now through November 29th, get real. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. 
Common Man and T-Bone present Tool of the Week. Sponsored by the Lion's Den. The best tool, according to us, gets a $50 gift card to Conrad's. Check out Conrad's in front of Riverwatch Tower and the Ozone Party each and every home game. Conrad's, the Buckeye State Store, is now opened at 71 West Schrock Road in Westerville. Timmy is in for bone. Are you ready, my friend? I am ready, man. Ann Arbor is a whore bacon house, says my guys. <laughs> Excuse me. My tool of the week is Jim Harbaugh. Dude beats Ohio State once, speaks a lot of crap, then tries to hightail to the NFL only to not get the job, and then talks about how much he loves being at Michigan. Like if we didn't just watch him try to leave. I'm glad he brought that up. That doesn't get brought up enough. This guy did not want to stay at this job. And he he walked into that place and like put his feet up on the desk like, I'm here, guys. Here I am. Mitch. Mitch. Says my guys. Excuse me. My tools of the week are my parents. I've been sick all week, but they told me to still come home for Thanksgiving. The entire time I was there, they had chores for me. Yard work, Christmas lights, moving boxes, and fixing all the electronics for a 40th time. Not worth it. Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> uh, Jeff's Gentleman Sausage says, My Topanga Riders. <laughs> my tool of the week is me for eating like a maniac all day yesterday and woke up doing the same today. At some point, I'm pretty sure my blood type is gravy. At this point, I'm pretty sure my blood type is gravy. Me too, buddy. Chip, yep. You got them all hot, says my guys. My tool of the week is people with hope. I've been at work since yesterday with no sleep, yet I'm more tired of people who aren't nervous about the game tomorrow and try to convince me not to be nervous. Also, I'd feel terrible if I didn't at least mention volleyball. Hashtag go to hell. Chip Depp is always tweeting about Ohio State volleyball. I'm with you, buddy. You know, I, I can't. There's no amount of positivity that you can tell me that's going to change my outlook for tomorrow. Just allow the nervous Nellies to be nervous. That's what I need to be going into this game. Yeah, that, you're either one type or the other, and there's no changing that. And you might, you might be, or you might think you're right based on the outcome of the game, but that didn't change the nerves going into this thing. That's just that's the type of person you are. Jordan speeds, skis. Says my guys. Chimdi Chikwa. My tool of the week is anyone who schedules their wedding during an Ohio State game. This includes my girlfriend's mother, who scheduled her wedding for tomorrow. Outrageous. I will not be attending. That is Hashtag GTH. Rageous. Uh, David says my guys. Tell them about it, JoJo. My tool of the week is anyone discussing a path to the college football playoff with a loss to Michigan. You either beat that team up north or the season is done. I, I agree 100%. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about alternate paths and what happens if we lose. Is there still a way for us to get in? You lose. Losing is not acceptable. Pack it up. And, I don't even want to play in the Big Ten Championship game. Let Purdue go there and just play it by themselves. Well, you won't go there if you lose. Well, that's true. I don't know what the hell I'm talking well, about. It's because we had previously decided. You're right, I'm stupid. No, no, it's, we previously determined that even if Purdue gets there, it's just going to be Ohio State and Michigan. We're playing two weeks in a row. But then again, yeah, decline the invitation to the college football playoff if you lose this game. You ain't going. You ain't taking them up on that. Like the NIT. Uh, Tony says, my guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My tool of the week is my wife for getting sick. Miss Thanksgiving, and now I'm going to miss my first time going to the OSU meat chicken game tomorrow. Sorry, Tony. That's too bad. I blame your wife. Uh, Levi says, my guys. Would you like to touch my monkey? 
My tool of the week is the OSU men's basketball team for robbing us of Thanksgiving wishes. It's one of the segments I most look forward to every year, and now I have to wait another year to hear them. Hashtag GTH. Oh, you didn't get... No, we didn't do it. hammer that into the short show, No, huh? we didn't shove it in there. Uh, well, you can be thankful they went 2-1 and one in the Maui. I, I am thankful that they showed some growth out there. I'm not thankful that they kicked us off the air, essentially, for two straight days. Uh, Bad Math Brewery says, my guys... Oh, man, listen to me! My tool of the week is still COVID. Or COVID still. I had friends coming down to visit me in South Carolina to watch the game. Got COVID and had to cancel plans. Now I'm stuck watching the game alone in hillbilly football land. I'm sorry, bad math. And you got the barbecue that has mustard base in it. No likey? No. I I mean, I can take some of it. I'll eat it if it's there, but I just had a Kansas City barbecue Thanksgiving. That's that's different. So that's what I like. Uh, Epitome of of Stupidity podcast, says my guy. Oh, yeah! My tool of the week is any khaki pants wearing, milk loving, nose picking, staying in a treehouse overnight as an adult weirdos that used to coach my love, most loved pro team and now coaches the only team I truly hate. So whoever might fit that description, <laughs> go to hell, you tool. Yeah. Forgot shirtless as well. That's man udders. That's right. Where do you think the milk comes from? Oh, that's right. Copper Dong says, my guys. Hey, folks, get down. Thank you. My tool of the week is Desmond Howard. Remember that he chose Baylor, Pitt, Pitt, Texas A&M, and that team up north for his college football playoff. Hashtag GTH. It's the best analyst in the game. Don't say anything about him, though. Nick the Fish says, my guys. No damn Todd. My tool of the week is Fox in advance for paying, playing way too many commercials and dragging out the game for as long as possible. Speaking of that... Little Birdie told me that, you know, if you're looking for like a 12.05 kickoff tomorrow, it ain't going to happen. They're not scheduled to kick until 12.15. You think they hit that? Or you think it winds up being 12.17? It's like trying to guess the tip-off time of the national championship game. Goes late. Way late. Uh, The official Cowtown Mike says, my guy. Go to hell. My tool of the week is meat chicken just because. All right, pick a winner. Okay, let's see. How about, I think the guy talking about his parents making him do all that different crap when he went home for Thanksgiving. That sounded like that could be my life. What do you want me to play for you? Is there a soundbite I didn't play that you've been jonesing for? You got a whole, you got any Tony Romo handy? Yeah, I have some Tony Romo. How about that? Here's some Tony. You're going to see Graham. Cox. I mean, they're all just going to be like, hey, I got him. No, I got him. I want that sack. That's a good one. You got the Nance Fletcher Cox there right next to it? Of course I do. That was all about Cox. Fletcher Cox. That's good. You want Troy Aikman talking about Fletcher Cox? Yes. We talked about Cox. It's all the Fletcher Cox I have. Well, I enjoyed it. I have more. I mean, I could just keep playing this stuff. What do you got? I like this Aikman. Yeah, they, they definitely are monitoring his load. Got to monitor the load. It's like load management, yeah. load monitoring. Yeah. Of course, we were talking about Buckeye basketball, had two victories out in Maui. Here's Chris Holtman. They got their hands on a lot of balls. Hmm. Well, it's the hustle plays, right? Ball handling. How about justice? 
How about justice? How about justice in that last game? How about the 30? Did he have 31 or 33? 33. 33, 33. Eight boards, five assists. Easily his career game. And to do it in Hawaii, mom and dad were in attendance at every single game. Only 50 feet away from the action because the whole entire gym is 50 I feet away that. from the action. I love that setting, though. How great is I love that? It. Didn't you like the uh, the way they had the key designed? I didn't think the court was too loud, but they had no, the was fine for what it was. Hawaiian theme print inside yeah. the lane. It's great. All right, back page and our official game predictions coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Still working on maneuvering around a problem on 350 northbound before Jewett Road. It's an accident there, but overall the uh, traffic looking pretty good. Black Friday shopping, of course, going to be heavy near the malls, the large shopping areas. Polaris Fashion Place, one spot. Other spot, Easton Town Centers to watch for heavier traffic. This traffic report is sponsored by Meyer. Shop Meyer Black Friday sales all week long with deals like buy one, get one for a dollar shoes for the family. In store only, buy gifts for everyone on your list and get more for your money at Meyer. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. Normally, my guy Timmy Hall is the host of the Buckeye Show, but since Timmy is with me today, it'll be Tito, Jeff Thidoff, and Tyvis Powell. Top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Before we get to our official game previews or predictions tomorrow, did you see the rating for yesterday's Giants-Cowboy game? Teddy, did you see this? Fox. I have not. Giants-Cowboys yesterday drew 42 million people. Ooh, baby. It is the most watched regular season game on any network on record. Wow. 42 million people. Wow. Teddy, you had to like that performance, too. Dak having the picks. And then coming back. Well, I don't know if he liked the performance. I mean, you survived. Yeah, that first half was a little dicey. Well, I mean, you were turning the football over. Penalties. You had, what, 13 penalties in that game. Everybody was like, I get a penalty too, right? I do. It was just ridiculous. Now, you still won that game comfortably. Giants had a late score there that didn't really mean anything. But you played pretty much the worst game you could have played and still beat the second-place team. I'm not. I'm, I'm sorry. They're not the second place team. The third place team in your division. <laughs> That's right. Because I forgot Eagles. about the Eagles being yeah. there. Yeah. Doesn't that kind of tell you? Look, it's it's still Daniel Jones and the Giants. Both of the New York teams are just weird. I know the Jets. They've got really good defenses. Same with New. Same with the Giants. But when you don't have any semblance of a quarterback, what are you ultimately well, going to be? This is why I said, even when the Giants were winning games and Daniel Jones was making some plays for you. still seven and four. It's, the conversation, take that record. I know, but the conversation was, is it time for the Giants to extend Daniel Jones? Not and I yet. said, no, it's not. No. Let's say he plays out of his mind for the rest of the season. Then you tag him. You tag him next year. 100%. And you, you pay him. And you see if he can do it again. I don't know why we're so damn quick to say, oh, quarterback? Well, we can't have two years. We can't have a lame duck 
uh, quarterback with two years left on his deal, here's an extension. They do it with coaches, too. No, I know they do it with coaches. And they coaches. do it before I, you've won anything real. It's like you get a hot start. Oh, an 8-1 and one record in the NFL. It's like, let's give this guy a four-year extension. Wait till he wins something in the postseason and then hit your wagon to him for the next five years. All right, predictions for tomorrow. I keep going back and forth on this. Last week, I... I thought Michigan was going to win this game. I can't, I can't get there right now. So here's what I say: back and forth affair. Um, Buckeyes win thirty-four to thirty-one. Fairly high scoring. Timmy, what leads you to the higher scoring? Um, Open I think, up a little bit, huh? I think that. At times, both defenses will struggle, but I feel like at times both defenses will score points directly. I think Michigan's defense scores points. I think Ohio State's defense scores points. I'm not putting all those points on both offenses. All right. I'm going to go with 24 to 23. Ohio State beats Michigan. Teddy, I want your official predictions. Teddy's the only one who's going to be right. I think... This game will be close late into the fourth quarter, and the Buckeyes put an extra one into the end zone and win this 34 24. Okay. 34 24. The all fact right. that all three of us think the Buckeyes win <laughs> makes me want to change my prediction. Oh, no. uh, yeah. I'm it's, very nervous. We're, we're doing that. We're, we're trying to be Ohio State guys, but I'm trying to show you know how much of a football game I think this is going to be by keeping it to a one point victory. Our coverage tomorrow starts at 6 30 in the morning. Kick is at noon. Catch all the action right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Timmy. All right, speaking of some Thanksgiving football, I want to walk you down a road because we had a situation on our post-game show. Beamer and I, a couple weeks ago, we had Parker Fleming on. He was He's the special teams coach for Ohio State. And it was, I contended that I was in the clear here. Do you believe in the old announcer's jinx? No. Paul Keels does a good job with the stuff when he's doing free throw percentages. Even when he'd been going over Noah Ruggles, I think it was last year, right? He wasn't missing anything all year long. So Noah Ruggles kept his streak going after we had talked to Parker Fleming in the postgame. And Parker said something to me because I mentioned it and getting some of those extra kick attempts because they kept having false start penalties on the two-point conversions, and then they would wind up just kicking the extra point anyway. We're joking, oh, he wanted to get him more pops. And so I said something about the streak that Noah Ruggles and Parker said, oh, well, you just jinxed him there. I said, no, this is a post-game show. That only applies if you're doing the game. It doesn't even apply It's then. a post-game show. You've got the whole week to live out. And then, surely enough, Noah Ruggles missed a kick the next week. So, so is Parker Fleming blaming you? Parker wasn't blaming me, but some people had it coming back to me. And so Jim Nance ran into this in the Thanksgiving Day game between the Bills and the Lions. He was doing it just straight announcer's jinx right there before a kick was to be had. It's uh, the guy's name is Badgley, the Lions kicker. And he hadn't missed a kick all year. And Nance said, do not talk to me about an announcer's jinx. Michael Badgley has not missed a kick all year. Field goal or PAT. Right what happened next was a 29-yard miss. <laughs> That's And Tony Romo was, of course, like he would, giving him a bunch of stuff about that. And There's no such there thing. There was. As the, but, by the way, did you see that crazy stat from that Lions-Bills oh, game yesterday? Okay, so... I have it for you, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills, 
have won at Ford Field in consecutive weeks. <laughs> the Lions have not done that since 2016. That's sad. They play their home games yeah, there, obviously. That tells a tale. That is a crazy stat. All right, game tomorrow. Buckeyes in Michigan. I will not be tweeting. I will not have any of my internets up. I don't want to read anybody's comments. I'll be in my basement by myself, pacing back and forth. My family has been instructed not to bother me. Don't knock on the door. The only time you knock on the door is if the house is burning down. That's it. That's the way it's going to be. That's the way it's going to be. All right. Well, I'll see people out at the casino if they want that sort well, that's, of look. That's fine. You me go and hang Tyvis out with Timmy. Will be there. You, will, you will never see me again. Well, until Monday when I'm here to break it all down for you. Have oh. a great weekend. Thank you, Timmy. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, thanks, buddy. man. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Headed into the evening, it looks like it's pretty good around the Columbus area. One trouble spot has been cleared from earlier along 350 northbound before Jewett Road in Delaware. That accident's out of the way. Traffic moving a little bit better there. This uh, traffic report is sponsored by Dipico Sportsbook. Nothing beats the Ohio home field advantage. Go to winohio.com or download the Dipico Sportsbook app. And you can win free bets, prizes, and a chance at fan experiences. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Ohio. Terms, conditions, apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit LindsayHonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.